It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax at the shank of the day, baby, we've got chores to do. It's the Farm Show. Bob and Jill with you on Wax on what is going to be a, a cool and keep your fingers crossed, maybe a rainy Tuesday. And maybe a little more rain Friday and Saturday. We'll wait and see, but it's been a while since the area. Some folks have had some rain. I haven't had a drop in my yard in Eau Claire, but other people have, so good for you. Maybe we'll all get some today. We'll check in with Mike Dandria a little bit later on over at 13 First Alert Weather. But in the meantime, we'll take care of that chore and a few others. And uh, some important people, well, Bob and Jill are with you. I guess that's <laughs> as important as it gets to start your morning, huh? But uh, Vilsack, our Ag Secretary, Tom Vilsack, going to be in Wisconsin today, right? Yep, he's going to be traveling to Waukesha. Right. And he's celebrating the one-year anniversary of the announcement of the first pool of partnerships for po- po- Climate Smart commodities projects all right so he'll be down in waukesha needless to say we won't be there the uh wax helicopter is busy today so we're not going to make it down there but uh one thing we should talk about more but we'll talk about it a lot national farm safety and health week is coming up you talk to some folks about that yeah i talked to laura siegel she's part of the agrisafe network and they're going to be putting on some webinars every day next week. All right. So uh, farm safety, farm safety, farm safety. We're getting into chopping. We're making some more hay, and it won't be long. There'll be a lot of pieces of equipment on the road. So, again, if you're driving out in the country, take your time. An extra 15 seconds won't make a difference to let that combine or that chopper, tractor, semi, grain wagon, whatever it is, Get off the road, that chopper box, get off the road and into the field. They don't want to be on the road anymore, and they have to, but the way things are nowadays, they have to be on the roads to get the job done. So we'll talk about that and hopefully remind ourselves to mention farm safety. Some horrible stories here in the last couple of weeks about some uh, young people in Eau Claire County, one at a sawmill, one on a bicycle I think they were both 12 years old, weren't they? Yep, that's what I heard. All right, so again, be very, very careful with these young kids. You know, uh, I, the one I don't under, I don't understand any of them, but uh, riding a bicycle in front of the chopper tractor in the field, I, I don't understand well, that. He was riding the bike in front of the tractor, and he stopped, and the tractor didn't. Yeah, and so now that young man is gone. So again, farm safety. Let's do it right. Do it smart. We all know better than to do some of those things, but uh, again, we let our guard down sometimes, and that unfortunately can be fatal. We'll talk about the crops. We mentioned Vilsack, the milk loss program. There's going to be some money for milk loss due to, uh, well, weather adventures. And I got excited when it said milk dumping, but it was only in 2020, 2021, and 2022. And, uh, of course, the milk dumping that we've had to go through this summer has not been because of weather. It's been because of problems in the milk marketing system. And where do you point the fingers? I don't know, but I'm not sure about that milk and making up for that milk that had to be dumped. Also, bees, we're losing some colonies. The weather's going to be cooler, and 
I wore long pants today for the first time since I think maybe, I don't know, Memorial Day or before. Yeah, you did. I don't wear long pants very much. And boy, it feels funny. <laughs> it, it does. It, it takes a, get, a little getting used to. <laughs> I like my shorts too, but yeah. I, I went to my pants a little bit ago. Yeah, they're a little cool. It's a little cool out today. 50s and uh, upper 40s temperature today, but it'll warm up. I'll be back in shorts later on this week, <laughs> probably later on today. But again, we've got lots of chores to do this morning, and we'll get at it, tell you all about our weather and a whole bunch of things. You had a busy weekend. I did. I went to uh, the orchard for... Over and over with the oh, area, Black oh, River Orchard. Yep, yeah, for breakfast on Saturday morning. Had some apple pancakes, and oh, they were good. I'll bet they were. And then you were in Spencer for breakfast on Sunday. I was in Spencer for breakfast on Sunday. I had my breakfast taken care of for the weekend. Good for you. And I was in Loyal on Sunday for the car show. 163 cars, old cars showed up. And they had a special, you know, every year the little special entry area. They had Challengers and Chargers, those old Dodge Mopars. And, boy, they had some beautiful cars there. day before in Greenwood, they had about 120 cars. So what a beautiful weekend to get those old cars out and on the lot. So, again, it was a busy, busy weekend around the area. Hopefully you got out and enjoyed some of the weekend because uh, we had a lot of fun over at Loyal, and I talked to folks over at Greenwood on Saturday. They said that was a great car show, too, and all the activities that were going on, and we'll look at more activities for this weekend as well. And uh, not a bad Sunday. Packers beat the Bears, and not a very good Saturday. The Badgers lost to Washington State again for the second year in a row. People said, oh, they're getting too excited about the Badgers. Remember, he's got a lot of leftovers from uh, that Badger team of last year, and I still don't think he's got a quarterback, so uh, that goes a long way. But uh, again, that's something hopefully they can resolve. But uh, weather-wise, we're looking at maybe a chance of rain. We'll tell you more about that. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check our weather. Our 13 first alert weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Make sure you check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. Oh, it might be a good day today. Chance of rain, high of 63, so a nice cool day and, of course, conversation over the weekend rain did we get any rain i got a little but uh, we need more you know will it help the crops from here on out now i don't know i think yield is yield is getting to be pretty well made but uh, it sure won't hurt them unless (laughs) unless we end up with a mud hole when it gets to be harvest which uh you know that'll be the next thing but anyway that's first things first chance of rain today high going to be in the low 60s 42 overnight tonight. Sunshine tomorrow. If we do get rain, it's going to move through fast. Sun tomorrow, 68. Partly cloudy on Thursday, 78. Low 70s Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with a chance of rain on Friday and Saturday. Sunday, partly sunny in 71. It's 50 degrees right now in the Chippewa Valley. Glad to be here. 63 with a chance of rain today. Keep your fingers crossed. Up north, it's in the uh, upper 40s, low 50s, and Milwaukee is 57, the warm spot. But it'll get up only about 63 today, so the long pants feels good. That's 5 o'clock, too. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's start the morning off here. Continue our morning, we should say. Let's get a little news. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The Biden administration is taking steps to carry out a prisoner exchange with Iran to free five Americans being held there. Mark Mayfield has the story. It has issued a waiver for foreign banks to transfer $6 billion in Iranian oil funds that have been held up by U.S. sanctions. All five Americans were transferred from prison to house arrest in Tehran while the agreement between the U.S. and Iran was finalized. They've all been deemed wrongfully detained by the State Department. In exchange, the administration will release five Iranian citizens detained in the U.S. Over 2,800 people are dead after a powerful earthquake caused widespread destruction in Morocco. Thousands more were injured in Friday's magnitude 6.8 quake, the strongest to hit the North African nation in more than a century. Former President Trump is asking a federal judge to remove herself from his federal 2020 election interference case. Brian Shook reports. In a court filing Monday, Trump's lawyers claimed the Obama-appointed judge made disqualifying statements while sentencing two people for their roles in the January 6th Capitol riot. They added that those statements would taint his right to a fair trial in Washington, D.C. Last month, the judge scheduled Trump's trial to begin in March of 2024. He's pleaded not guilty to all charges in the case. Time is running out to avoid a strike against America's top automakers. The United Auto Workers Union is poised to go on strike Friday if GM, Ford, and Stellantis don't meet demands on pay raises, pensions, and job protections. Up to 146,000 workers are set to walk off the job if they can't come to a new agreement. One estimate says a 10-day strike could cause a more than $5 billion loss for the U.S economy. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're also keeping it cool, at least for a couple of days as we look at our 13 first alert weather. Brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, chance of rain in 63 today. Hopefully we can Hopefully it'll rain hard enough, leave the tractors and choppers in the shed. But, uh, again, we need moisture, but we're busy getting started with chopping, too. So, again, safety first. Don't If you're trying to beat the rain clouds, still do it safely. So, 63 chance of rain today, down to 42 overnight. Sun tomorrow, you can get back at her tomorrow if it stops you today. 68 on Wednesday, partly cloudy on Thursday, 78. Chance of rain on Friday and Saturday, low 70s. Also low 70s on Sunday with a chance of uh, some sunshine. A few clouds out there as well. Rice Lake at 51. Medford, the cool spot at 47. Wausau, 49. 50 in Marshfield, La Crosse, and Green Bay this morning. 56 in the Madison Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee at 57. And it's 50 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley as we look again for a chance of rain about 63 today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Have you ever heard of Holler Monkey uh, out there? Yeah, you told me about Holler Monkey. Yeah, we'll be, yeah, that's one thing we'll do when we're in Costa Rica is we'll get on. It's like a big wide pontoon, but it's got you sit like in church pews. And you and you're the only we're the only ones on the river. It's a, just a quiet river. You just float through there, a little motor on the back, and you see some of the animals you'd never see around here. Creatures, I should say, that you'll never see around here, including these howler monkeys. And they never come down. They're always up. They live in the trees, and they howl. And they, ow, ow, 
it's a, it's the craziest thing you ever saw. Watch them jump from like Tarzan. They jump from tree to tree, and it's unbelievable. So you see things in Costa Rica and Panama you won't you will not see around here in I don't know in Hawaii or Alaska or Mexico or anything like that. It's and some vegetation that's just absolutely spectacular. We take a a walk out into a reserve, and and trees aren't just trees; they're hosts for other living creatures and other living plants i mean they that's just an unbelievable area so costa rica and panama come on along next spring all right we've got markets courtesy of rural mutual insurance and jill tell me where we're at as far as monday sale with the cash livestock choice fed beef steers are 178 189 with mixed at 140 to 177 choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 126 to 176 Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 170 with select and silage fed steers 89 to 159. Cows are 79 to 109 with a top of 136. Bulls are 106 to 135. Butcher hogs are 45 to 85. Sows are 36 to 43. Boars are 20 to 22. New crop market lambs are 171 to 219. And feeder lambs are 50 to $2. Yeah, those howler monkeys sound like uh, the guys that hung around the Loyal Legion Hall too long on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> and you were one of them. Well, I, no, I, I was there, but I wasn't one of the howlers, I would tell you. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it, but it was, again, it was fun. But uh, again, good good turnout and everybody. And I would imagine the breakfasts were busy over in uh, Owen Withy area and over in Spencer. They were really busy. In yeah. um, Spencer, they said they had over 700. Yeah. People love these breakfasts, whether it's June or September. Absolutely. Well, it's always better when somebody else cooks for you. Well, that's true, too. And you can sit and visit with some folks you probably haven't seen for a while. So, again, and uh, I haven't looked at the calendar for this week, but we'll take a look at it and see what is going on now as we move forward, getting close to World Dairy Expo. But I'm sure a lot of things around here as well. Well, the livestock futures yesterday higher across the board. October live cattle closed, 184.22. That was up a dollar. December at 188.27, up 85. February 192.72, up a dollar two. April live cattle 196.42, up a dollar five. Feeder cattle for September 256.22, up 87. October 261.45, up 230. November 262.75, up 212. January 262.02, up 237. And March at 263.12. Up two forty five. Hogs also higher. October closed eighty two fifty five up a dollar two. December at seventy four sixty five up twenty. February seventy eight eighty five. That was up thirty. And April at eighty four forty five. That was up thirty seven. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday. That big USDA report coming out later today. We had some rain, which put some pressure on prices. And uh, the crop progress report showing the crops not looking very good to increase prices. So, again, kind of a tug of war. Overnight, December corn down a fraction, sitting at 485 this morning. Oats up four at 497. December wheat down four at 580. November soybeans down four cents at 1365. December meal down a dime at $404.80. Dairy products were all unchanged. Barrel cheese, 182 and three quarters. Blocks, 192 and a half. Butter at 268. Class three, lower yesterday. September down nine at 1839. 
October down 51 at 1850. November down 37 at 1850. December down 25 at 1838. January was down 16 at 1832. So not good news on that front. We've got 12 minutes after 5. We've got some farm news to take a look at. Crop progress reports and USDA reports. Lots of things going on. 50 degrees right now, 63, a chance of rain in that forecast. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll do a deeper dive into the crop progress around the country uh, in the morning. But some of the highlights, Jill, as we uh, look at uh, what the crops look like in general around the country. Well, 97% of the crop was in the dough stage. A corn crop was in the dough stage. And both the corn crop and the soybean crop dropped 1% to uh, 52% good to excellent across the nation. So they're, it's struggling out there. We need some rain to get this crop wrapped up. Boy, we sure do. And pretty much the same story here in Wisconsin. 92% of the corn in the dough stage, uh, 66% dented. But uh, this week, 50% good to excellent. Soybeans... 47% good to excellent. That's a big drop from last week. And again, uh, a lot of the crop is now, obviously, most all of it, setting pods and coloring 45%. So, again, lots of things going on as far as moisture is concerned. Again, nobody has any surplus moisture around Wisconsin. So we need that rain today, as we said. Some folks got some rain last week uh, off and on. I don't think we got any here in Eau Claire. Did you get a couple of sprinkles down at the Welke Land and Cattle Company down near Osseo? Well, last night when we were going to feed hay bales, we got kind of dumped on. Oh, did you? Good for you. <laughs> but it didn't last very long, no. so just barely, barely settled to dust. All right. Well. And, and we didn't get wet enough. We just kept feeding the bales. All right. So uh, that's pretty much the way the, the condition has been. We got other news, too. We're trying to sell products overseas. How are we doing? We'll tell you about it. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Have you noticed my new Tarzan-type physique? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for you to start swinging from the trees. (laughs) When I get to Costa Rica, I might try it because that's where you see those vines hanging down, (laughs) that's for sure. But... Yeah, that's uh, that made a difference. All right, where are we at? We're trying to sell pork and beef. How are we doing? <laughs> well, the U.S. pork exports did grow in July. According to data released by the USDA, pork exports totaled 219,000 metric tons in July, and that's up 5% compared to last July. And the pork export value increased 1% to $629 million. Mexico continues to be our largest customer with July shipments to Central America, Taiwan, Oceania, and the Southeast Asian nations region and Canada increasing compared to last year. Pork exports for the first seven months of 2023 were 1.7 million metric tons. That's 13% above last year and valued at $4.7 billion. That's up 10%. Record large shipments of pork variety meat totaled over 300. 45,000 metric tons. That's up 28% from a year ago. But on the beef side, exports for July were down. Just over 103,000 metric tons of beef was exported in July. 
That's down 18% from last year and the lowest in six months. Export value was $810 million. That's down 19% and the lowest since February. U.S. beef top buyers, South Korea, Japan, and China, did not purchase nearly as much as they did last year. Beef shipments to Taiwan, Mexico, Canada, Hong Kong, Africa, Peru, and Honduras did grow in July. For the first seven months of 2023, beef exports were just over 772,000 metric tons, 11% lower than last year, with a value of $5.8 billion, 19% lower than the same time in 2022. All right, so again, supply, supply, supply. Can we get it sold? We gotta, We got to do a little better, that's for sure. Coming up, farm safety. We'll have Jill's conversation next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Crops are getting ready to be harvested, and safety is always a concern. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. And I had the opportunity to talk to Laura Siegel. She's the health communications officer for AgriSafe Network. Tell me what the AgriSafe Network is all about. AgriSafe Network is a national nonprofit. We do health and safety education for people working in agriculture, forestry, and fishing. Um, and we're not just educating those communities and the workers, we're also educating the healthcare professionals who serve them just so that we can really go on to reduce those health disparities that you find in rural areas and in these occupations since they are so dangerous. And AgriSafe was actually established back in 2003 just in Iowa to educate those healthcare professionals that were working with farmers and ranchers because they were missing out on certain factors. Like if you're working with animals, you might not have the flu, you might have a zoonotic disease or Maybe you're pregnant and you need to be aware of how these specific chemicals could affect you and your um, child. So making sure that these healthcare professionals know what's going on with their patients that are working rural or agriculture so they can best make sure that their health needs are being met. Um, And then over time, over the past 20 years, we've really expanded to incorporate educating people working in the industries of agriculture, forestry, and fishing, as well as their family members, and doing our best to really help them stay healthy and safe. You brought up educating people that work with farmers and in the industry where it's a little more dangerous, and the purpose for that really was to do what? So, like I said, to reduce those health disparities, to improve health outcomes, to make sure that we are protecting the people who feed the world. That's actually AgriSafe's slogan. Um, Our goal is to make sure that they're getting that high-level quality of care that's specific to their needs. And education is one of the best ways that we can do that by making healthcare practitioners aware of these specific stressors and potential injury-causing or health-effective things that can happen that don't occur in other occupations. Sounds to me like you're kind of building from the ground up. And in order to build from the ground up, you require some funding. You did mention you're a nonprofit. So how are you funded to 
help people help other people? So we are funded primarily through grants. So each year we apply for grants. Sometimes they have a one-year cycle or two or three years, um, and we generally have to apply to those. We also get funding from specific organizations that work either in agriculture or agricultural health and safety. And we also work with organizations like NIOSH or the CDC when it comes to worker health or, again, those zoonotic diseases, we really try to respond to what's going on. So, for instance, with the avian influenza that was knocking out all those chicken flocks last year, we made sure to quickly develop materials and consult with experts so that we could respond to that crisis because people were losing thousands of their flock at a time. And it wasn't just financially devastating, it was also emotionally difficult. So making sure we could get resources together to help people who raise chickens and were working in those sectors so they could best kind of manage that. It's not just government organizations, so we do often work with state departments of agriculture or even the USDA. We're also working with the NIOSH Health and Safety Ag Centers. I believe there's 11 across the United States. We work really closely with them as well as other organizations that are focused on health and safety like OSHA, but then sometimes we partner with universities or different farm insurance companies, or we work with state farm bureaus sometimes, or the FFA organizations, or 4-H. So we really try to get into the communities and work with the people on the business side as well as in the communities and all across the board. It sounds like you're making a lot of connections with people that interact with the workers and industry and you guys have a national farm safety and health week coming up tell me about that so national farm safety and health week was established back in 1944 it was established by fdr because of the high rates of injury um, and death happening for people working in agriculture and even today if you look at that information um it's still people working in agriculture, forestry, and fishing have some of the highest rates of injury or death related to their job. And it is worth noting that these numbers have been declining since the early 2000s. These numbers have lowered, but it's still important for us to talk about health and safety information because it's clearly needed. Um, so for National Farm Safety and Health Week, AgriSafe will be hosting 10 health and safety webinars for free, virtually, People can find out more info on our website at agrisafe.org slash NFSHW. That's short for National Farm Safety and Health Week. And Agrisafe is spelled A-G-R-I-S-A-F-E. And Agrisafe Network is going to be hosting some webinars. Can you get a little more specific on what some of the subjects are going to be throughout the week? Absolutely. So on Monday the 18th, it will be equipment and rural roadway safety and then on tuesday september 19th the focus will be health and wellness on wednesday september 20th it'll be priority populations so we'll be looking at women's health as well as farm worker populations and then on thursday the 21st we'll focus on confined spaces that's actually one of the areas that causes the most rates of death and injury um, alongside equipment and machinery um, and then on Friday, our last 
Wednesday, September 22nd, will be on brain health. And that will have more of a focus on mental health. So those are the five topics, and we'll have two webinars each day around those topics. And what time of the day are those webinars? And do you have any special features so everybody will be able to listen and understand? So each webinar needs to be signed up for individually with a Zoom account. You can find the webinars on our website at agrisafe.org slash NFSHW. And again, that's A-G-R-I-S-A-F-E dot org slash NFSHW. Our webinars are free. Uh, they'll be happening around 11 a.m. Central and then 1 p.m. Central each day that week, so the 18th through the 22nd. And even if you miss them, they'll be available in our learning lab after the fact. So you can watch them in months afterwards in case you miss it. Um, and as well, we'll also have live Spanish interpretation, so you can watch them in either English or Spanish, whichever works best for you. And again, Farm Safety and Health Week next week. Laura Siegel, the AgriSafe Network, and I think that's important to have it in both English and in Spanish with our worker population now. Absolutely, and I think it's really a nice idea they have the option. And if you miss them when they are broadcast on the webinar, they will have them on their website. So you can go anytime. If you can't do it during the day, you can fire it up in the evening. Oh, that's a good thing, too. All right, so again, don't forget that, and, and don't forget... Farm safety. Don't be having kids driving tractors and packing tractors and all that sort of stuff. Do it safely. Do it safely. Can't with a capital S. All right, we got markets. We got to get to it. Rocky's waiting to tell us all about the opening day yesterday as we look at the markets on wax. For those who work in acres. Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's go visit Charlie Brown's buddy Rocky Olson over at uh, Premier Livestock and Withy. Every place you go, it seems, Rocky, you take a dark cloud and bring rain. Yeah, well, all except right around my house here. <laughs> but where were you yesterday? We uh, we had a football game last night over by Abbotsford and all the way over, well, pretty much from Curtis all the way to Abbotsford, it just poured, poured rain last night. So. All right, well, that's not a big distance, but uh, again, any little bit helps, that's for sure. How long did it rain? Did it rain a pretty good time? Well, it was raining before I got there, but uh, probably a solid hour. Oh, so. wow. Well, good for them. Hopefully the rest of us will see some of that today. But in the meantime, how'd opening day at the sale barn go yesterday? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday, Monday's livestock auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Had another busy Monday, selling over 1,300 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded steady to strong. <coughs> High choice and prime Holstein steers, 157 to 167. We sold choice beef steers and heifers up to a dollar 80. Uh, High yielding market cows traded stronger, dollar uh, five to a dollar 32. Most other cows from 82 to 104. Market bulls high yielding from 109 to 129. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from 120 all the way up to 176 on the organics. Calf market, boy, I 
tell you what, I thought it was strong before. It was a lot stronger yesterday. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly from 175 to 470. But, I mean, we probably had 700 and some calves yesterday, and the bulk of them bring 350 to 470 on the Holsteins. Beef cross calves, mostly from 375 to 670. Holstein heifer calves up to 180. Today, Tuesdays, a special feeder cattle auction are expecting six to 700 head. Also, a nice run of bred beef cows, expecting 75 to 100 bred beef cows. Also got some nice beef breeding bulls. Bread cows need to be in by 9 o'clock this morning for preg checks. Uh, then tomorrow, Wednesday, we got a special dairy cattle auction with two herds here, guys. Expecting over 350 head of dairy cattle for Wednesday. We have a 60-cow Holstein tie stall herd, several red Holsteins in there. Very nice herd, over 40 years of AI breeding. Herd 2 is going to be 200 Holstein parlor freestall cows. They'll have an 85-pound average, all-bred Angus, over 50 spring and dry cows in that herd. Uh, full market report uh, with all the details, early consignments, detailed consignment list at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us anytime, 715-229-2500. And, Bob, that's how it shaped up. All right, sounds good. Well, keep alert. Hope your truck windows are rolled up because we might get some rain today. What do you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, well, that'd be great. It'd be great. So. Certainly would. Hopefully we do. Mike's going to tell us about it. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Let's get over to 13 First Alert Weather. Mike Dandra is with us in the weather room. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Bob. That was a seamless transition. I think you did a great job with the new brand. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we got to get used to something, but... Uh, Always got to keep things fresh. Always, yeah. You know, people like their routines, but they also like to keep things fresh. Well, so that's uh, for sure. And Rocky just told us it really rained hard for about an hour at least over by Curtis Abbotsford over in central Wisconsin. How widespread was that rain? Uh, further towards the east, there's a bit more. For us, well, there wasn't nothing, much. Nothing, yeah. nothing. <laughs> nothing to talk about. Tell it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully that's going to change. Yes, I uh, I think that we'll have a few more chances at some showers later on this afternoon. Now, this morning, we did miss out on a few as those showers fizzled out as they moved across Minnesota. But again, don't, uh, don't worry. We'll have a few more chances. And cloud cover remaining dominant, at least through the first half of today, with highs in the low to mid-60s. So that'll put us about 10 degrees shy of average. But then tonight, high pressure moves in. That'll help clear out those clouds. And that'll give us a chilly start to tomorrow morning with lows in the low 40s and some upper 30s. But that'll lead to more sunshine later on tomorrow and getting into the upper 60s. Thursday, we have a cold front that'll be off towards our west. In front of that, we'll have those winds out of the south bringing us into the upper 70s but then friday the cold front comes into play that'll bring a few more chances at some showers which is some good news and highs in the mid 70s saturday and sunday staying in the upper 60s and low 70s and monday another day with a mostly sunny sky and temperatures in the low 70s but right now we have a partly cloudy sky and a temperature of 51 degrees in eau claire Better chance of rain today or Friday and Saturday, or good chance both times? I would say the best chance is today, but Friday kind of equal, I think, uh, today and Friday, but then any time throughout the weekend, those chances are going to be very few and far in between, kind of like yesterday, for example. Good. I'm going down to the Badger game, Wisconsin Badger game on Saturday, and I don't want to sit through the rain. Well, uh, good luck with that. Hopefully they don't uh, have another disappointing loss. <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting used to that the last couple of years. Unfortunately, <laughs> the case. Yeah, that is it. Thanks, Michael. You bet, Bob. Have a good one. There it goes. Mike Dandry over at uh, TV 
13, first alert weather. We'll give you first alert news next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us this morning. Morning, Morgan. How you doing? Good enough. How's things in the barn today, Bob? Well, they're, they're doing well. If we get some rain, that'll be good. I'll bet you need rain. I've got a little sprinkler system in my yard, and I turned it on last week two or three times. Yeah. And my neighbor doesn't. And boy, you can tell my lawn's green and his is brown. It's it, We need rain. The only sprinkler system we have in our yard are three dogs. And I tell you, they're <laughs> not getting it done. Our no, grass isn't well, as lush as well, we usually, want it to be. Usually the way they water, it doesn't do that much good for the grass. That's for sure. Sure doesn't. What's up? Well, we're going to start with uh, headlines that take us to the Capitol. And that comes out of the weekend with a 51-year-old man dead after participating in an Ironman triathlon in Madison. Now, Ironman Wisconsin says the man suffered a medical event in Cross Plains during in the bike portion of the race, confirming that an off-duty police officer and race staff member did give the man immediate medical assistance. He was then taken by EMS to a hospital where he died. Looking into headlines at the Capitol level, we go behind closed doors and see Republicans ready to approve another doomed tax cut. So the Assembly is set to vote this afternoon on a nearly $3 billion tax cut package that would give most taxpayers in the state about $700 of their money back. But the plan would also make retirement essentially tax-free for most retirees. Now, there are plenty of votes to pass the tax cut, but Governor Evers has promised a veto if it lands on his desk, with uh, the governor saying Wisconsin cannot afford to cut taxes, saying he'd rather see the money invested elsewhere. As we look to some other headlines, a Democrat who supports Wisconsin Elections Commission Administrator Megan Wolf says she'll be able to stay on the job even if Senate Republicans vote this week to remove her. So how does that work? I believe that she has the the legal right to do so. And so in my view, it would be up to Republicans if they want to sue to try to stop her from going to work. Uh, They're certainly within their rights to sue, but I think that's a case they will lose. Senator Mark Spreetzer of Beloit there, who voted voted in committee on Monday to retain Wolf and says any vote by a full Senate to remove her would only be symbolic. Well, get ready to cheer on the field. For the first time in 33 years, the Marching Falcons are back at UW-River Falls. The school fielded a marching band for this year for the first time in over three decades. Band director Tom Barnett said he'd heard from students for years that they'd want to go to River Falls, except there wasn't a band, and now there is, and it has 56 new members who had just a week of practice to get ready before last week's football game. Band members say a lot of fun to play together at the college, and River Falls last had a marching band on the field in 1990. And today, if you're looking to treat yourself our temps are going to cooperate a little bit so it's not so much to cool off it's more maybe just to treat yourself chocolate milkshake day and of course helps to have milk right it's national chocolate milkshake day we've been drinking them since 1885 although back then they were a boozy drink with eggs and whiskey they became popular in 1922 with the invention of the electric blender you can thank steve poplowski for that so have one chocolate milkshake today maybe not two 478 calories a glass I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Of course, the most important thing about getting a milkshake is getting back to the barn for the chores. It starts there with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Nothing beats a good milkshake. Isn't that the truth? Outside of maybe a cold beer. Ah, that's true. You got to wash it down. You have a chaser. A milkshake <laughs> right. with a beer chaser. We'll That'll get two work. straws in both, Bob. That'll work. All right, we'll do one together. It's a date. All right, there goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. And we've got uh, a lot of stuff coming up. Jerry Clark is with us, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent. We'll find out about, a, again, a reminder of a big day today. It should be a good one this morning, later on. Get the chores done. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
All right, we're about uh, 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. Jerry Clark, Chippewa County, Dunn County, Eau Claire County, Agricultural Agent. Well, that's hard for me to say. You, for 40-some <laughs> years, for some 40-some years, you were Chippewa County exclusively, but <laughs> now you're you're getting spread out, that's for sure, with a, a new extension mission or plan or whatever you want to call it. But uh, good to have you getting in this morning. And I uh, would imagine... To the west, they're chopping. To the east, they've got a few days to go eat, huh? Yeah, that seems to be the case. There's been some, uh, obviously, it's started. We've seen chopping all all across uh, Chippewa and Dunn County already. Yeah. And then uh, Labor Day, they were getting anxious on the sand, that's for sure, yeah, on lighter yep. soil. And it's dried fast. Oh, boy. Uh, just our little plot there, we do have a, a little trial in, uh, north of Chippewa Falls there. And I pulled a couple samples last week, and they were in the low 60s already. So, oh, they were? Yeah, and that was early planted. Some of the earlier corn that got in, in around the county simply because uh, uh, it was a little drier there and uh, sandier, but we had such a wet spring uh, where our plots are is a little drier so we were able to get that in first uh second of may i think it was so some of the first corn that got planted but it's already down to the, the low 60s or upper 50s already we haven't seen any standability problem because of all this dry weather have we not it hasn't been too bad i think part of that has to do with the drought too i think if you have uh, a little higher moisture you tend to see um maybe some anthracnose start yep. to show up yep. and things like that so and we haven't had super high winds i know we've had a lot of hail uh, but we haven't, that was early, and we just, uh, recently where it's drying down, we haven't had those super high winds, so I think that's helping a little bit, too. Yeah, we haven't had those winds, that's for sure. You're going to be out in the field today. Tell Remind us where you're going to be and what's going on. Yeah, today at 10 o'clock, we've got the Red Cedar Demonstration Farm uh, Fall Field Day, and that's going to be just east of Menominee on Stocky Parkway, and so that's just east of the Judicial Center there, right by the airport. Yep. Um, uh, on 12, highway coming, shop. In, coming yep. in. Coming in on 29. Yep. yep. And uh, what we're going to talk about is kind of some technology types of things with some uh, drone demonstrations by AgriSpray drones. And then some of the uh, Jared Wiesenbeck from Tractor Central is going to talk about the John Deere Sea and Spray technology. But we also have Dr. Rodrigo Worley coming up. He's our extension uh, weed scientist out of UW Madison, and he's going to give an update uh, on a lot of the weed control problems that we had this year and some of those management things we need to look for. Uh, for 2024 going forward, or if there's some things you need to manage this fall yet, uh, even uh, because we saw a lot of escapes with the dry weather and poor performance in terms of activation of those pre-emergent herbicides. So, Rodrigo's, uh, if you had any kind of weed issues, he's a great guy. He'd rather ask answer questions than yep. give a talk. So, if you want to have a discussion. Great, he's a great extension person yep. because yep. of that. He. He doesn't preach. He interacts with you, right. he, with the yep. farmer. He loves to talk to you about your individual problems. So you got weed outbreaks or had a problem you didn't control, he'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, and it doesn't matter, uh, you know, corn, soybeans, uh, he'll dabble in any of the weed control issues and small grains, whatever the issue is, or cover crop types of things. If there was an issue terminating some of those types of things, Rodrigo's the guy. He's, he's really good at the, answering those questions. So if you got those any problems, uh, Rodrigo's going to be up here. Uh, I think he's going to be on at 11. So the program starts at 10 if you want to see some of the technology types of things. Yeah. But Rodrigo's going to be on about 11. So if you can't get out of the barn or uh, 
aren't chopping yet, uh, come on out and talk to Rodrigo. Yeah, he uh, should be fun. You got any other uh, fall meetings coming up, uh, field days or anything like that? Or um, I can't think of them right offhand. I know uh, we've got several uh, into October. I know okay. we've, we've got some of the farmer-led watershed groups. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. We've got uh, actually a, a beef handling pasture walk type of program that's going to be uh, October 21st at the Ken Schmidt Farm. Okay. And then we've got, uh, I think there's three or four lined up uh, in that Dunn-St. Croix area. I just don't have the dates. Okay. But next well, week we'll, I'll bring we'll those with yeah. and we'll uh, get those on the calendar. But today at 10 o'clock over in Menominee, just outside of Menominee, on the edge of Menominee by the Judicial yes. Center of the County Shop. Yep, right in on uh, East, what is that, 29 East? Yep. Uh, east uh, of Menominee. Anyway, all right. right Sounds like a plan. Easter, yeah, okay. Yeah. Eastman. All right. So again, that's going on today. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right, Jerry Clark. We haven't. What uh, What are you hearing about the beans? I mean, uh, well, we've got. Uh, how much white mold have you seen? Uh, it's out there. Uh, we're starting to see. You know, you saw those uh, pockets earlier with those plants starting to die back, and some thought maybe it was SDS or some of these other. It could have been early uh, maturity, but uh, we're finding white mold. Surprisingly, that uh, it's more of a variety selection issue, I think, than than being driven by the weather. Or the environment. Yeah, it's... Uh, but it's out there. Boy, and it's... Uh, even in the test plots, I've seen it yep. uh, all over. As much of a Garden of Eden as those test plots are. <laughs> even they're getting <laughs> they're, white mold. Yes, and that that shows the uh, the effect that variety selection will do. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so susceptible again, ones are getting hit pretty hard. You bet they are. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Clark, Chippewa County, Dunn County, Eau Claire County, Agricultural agent, crops and soils agent uh, with us, doing a good job as always. Again, don't forget that uh, meeting today out in the field by Menominee. Starts about 10 o'clock this morning. In the meantime, get ready to buy some good cattle. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 10 minutes to 6 already. Joe, we got to get moving. And it's 50 degrees out there. We need to head to Sparta and hear from Hot Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Seeders and Heifers 182 to 190. The Choice and Select Beef Seeders and Heifers 166 to 181. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 168 to 183. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 165 to 173. Topping at 175 and a half. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 149 to 164 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers $1.03 to $1.48. Cow market steady. Quality beef slaughter counts up to 134. The Highland Dairy slaughter cows 105 to 120. The cutters and utilities 84 to 104 with the low yielding and canner cows 33 to 88 cents a pound. Organic market today with the results from the September 11th sale with the high yielding organic cows 145 to 170. Topping at 175. The thin and small organic cows 109 to 144 with the organic steers and heifers 165 to 180. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing 105 to 120 with the thin full and bulls over a ton discount at $1.04 and down. Gav sold by the pound today. With a stronger market, with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing two fifty to four dollars, topping at four fifteen. The quality Holstein heifer calves eighty cents to a dollar eighty. The quality beef bulls five dollars is six fifty, topping at six sixty five. The quality beef heifers four dollars is six dollars, topping at six thirty. With the light and poor quality calves, ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, September thirteenth, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut aiming to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we go over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us. Boy, oh boy, this is uh, 
nice weather to sleep. Well, yeah, that's okay, but you, uh, you know, we have to get up and get stuff done because uh, still, still a nice uh, portion of the day. But uh, you know, shank just a of week the day, ago, baby, it's the shank of the day. Yeah, I know. You know, a week ago we were talking ninety to ninety-three, and now this morning I have forty U. 46. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. That's about where it is. It won't get out of the 60s today. Well, good for cattle, but uh, how'd they go through the sale ring yesterday? Well, the markets here started out with a large bang, I guess is the way to put it yesterday. Uh, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. Uh, we'll start out with the cow market. These are conventional cows, fully steady to strong in the cow market yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows yesterday selling from 103 up to a top of 126. Most of the cows yesterday selling between 80 and 102. Uh, these thinner cows, light carcass cows, below the $80 money. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from a dollar fourteen to a dollar twenty-seven. Lighter weight bulls, a buck ten and below. Calf market just very, very strong, folks. Uh, uh, I know we got uh, we're busy this morning, but folks, uh, just want to throw this in there: bull calves, beef calves are worth a lot of money. So, folks, before you sell your calves, know what they are worth. Ninety-two hundred thirty-pound Holstein bull calves yesterday selling from two hundred to four fifty, topping at four seventy. Stronger demand on these heifer calves, 100 to 260, and your beef calves continue to be worth a fortune, 300 to 650, up to 675 yesterday on these baby black Angus. So we have the Monday sale, very strong sale yesterday, a very big sale, but uh, another big day planned here at uh, Stratford on Tuesday. We do start this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. We do have a consignment of Ron Bales, a second crop, if you folks are interested in that. Dairy cattle auction today at 11 o'clock. We do have a very nice complete herd dispersal, 70 head of organic dairy cows. Uh, there will be black and white Olsteins, red Olsteins, Swiss Olstein crosses, freestall house cows, stall barn milk, all AI breeding, TMR fed, uh, year to date, very good components, over four of fat, over three of protein. Semantic is running at 167. So if you're in the conventional business or the organic business, a good opportunity to buy some good cows. Don't forget our feeder cattle auction tomorrow is at 1230. We do have a nice lineup of feeder cattle for that sale tomorrow. So. Bob, we're five to six. I better let you go. You guys have a nice day. And like I said before, uh, uh, no concerns about heat concerns on the cattle. But uh, do drive careful because, boy, there's a lot of lot of folks on the road and uh, buses are out there too early in the morning. So we don't need any more accidents. Boy, you got that right. Thanks, Jerry Fitzgerald. We don't need any more accidents. It is time to be extra safe. And our market is brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area with their headquartered around the area. On the Board of Trade, yesterday the markets were mixed. We had some rain in some places. That USDA report coming out today did have an effect on markets as well. And overnight, December corn down a fraction, sitting at 485 this morning. The oats up four cents at 497. December wheat down four at 580. November beans down four at 1365. December meal down a dime overnight. $404.80 a ton. Country elevator prices. Northside elevator, loyal location. Corn's at four ninety five with soybeans at twelve eighty nine in Arcadia. Corn's at four eighty two with soybeans at twelve ninety six. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at four eighty four with soybeans at twelve ninety three. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump, four seventy five a bushel today at Baldwin, Mondovi and Elmwood, four sixty with the beans at twelve eighty five. Duran corn four sixty. 
beans at twelve eighty in Fall Creek. The beans are twelve eighty. The corn four fifty at the Osseo Elevator four sixty on the corn twelve ninety on the beans. Elk Mound four seventy nine and twelve ninety five. Sparta four fifty five and twelve eighty six at Ellsworth. Corn four forty, beans twelve seventy five. Ethanol plants at Boysville four ninety four. Stanley four seventy to Richmond four sixty five. Dairy products unchanged yesterday. Barrel cheese one eighty two and three quarters. Blocks one ninety two and a half. Butter two sixty eight. September class three down nine at eighteen thirty nine. October down fifty one at eighteen fifty. November also at eighteen fifty. That was down thirty seven. December down twenty five at eighteen thirty eight. January down sixteen at eighteen thirty two. 50 degrees right now, 63 and a chance of rain. I'm like you. I hope it's a good chance. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.